Welcome to the Fin Nation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host, White Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back to Fin Nation, guys. I have an amazing guest today. We were just kind of jamming at the first side of this episode, bringing this amazing guest to you. But I want to introduce you, Galit Ventura Rosen. She's a business expert, and I know she's going to bring so much good stuff to the table for all the listeners to be able to dive into her wisdom and expertise. But I'm going to let her tell that story for you. So thank you, Galit, for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to get started. Let's go with the main question of the hour. How did your entrepreneurial journey begin? Mm, honestly, it began because I didn't want somebody to tell me what I could and couldn't do. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was graduating college with my first degree while most of my friends were looking for jobs and I was trying to find a way out of it. And while I started doing that, I got my real estate license. And that seemed like a good way out at the time. <laughs> Certainly. I can see how that yes. would pair. Yes. And basically, I got my real estate license, started exploring the world of real estate. And within two years, I opened up my first company in commercial real estate. How did that feed the need to not have to, you know, once you got into the real estate side of it and started down the entrepreneurial lane, because that is an entrepreneurial uh, avenue for sure, because you are in control of so much more than uh be being in an employment status, how did that feed that need? I will share that I think in some shape or form, watching my father from such a young age go from an immigrant to building what I like to call the American dream gave me this idea in my head that I was capable of it as well. And when, again, all my friends were like, oh, we have to go apply for jobs and we have to. And I use the word have to because I think society does teach us yes. go to college, go get a job. I didn't take I graduated with a business degree and not one of my classes in four years was about how to be an entrepreneur. So, <laughs> it's the truth. So I realized, wait, I've got to figure this out on my own. And when I got my real estate degree, I started exploring it. And at the time, especially 25 years ago, when I started in this business, it was very rare for women to be in commercial real estate. I was really the gender of probably about 10% women were in that field, especially in my city. And at the time, maybe I was up for the challenge. I was quite young. I was in my early 20s. And I think it fed that desire of, I get to decide when I wake up in the morning. I get to decide how much money I make today. And of course, it was based on my actions. Certainly. But at the end of the day, if I didn't show up, if I didn't go forth, I didn't get paid. There wasn't some check waiting for me every week. So I think it fed that desire and that need of, I don't wake up today because someone said I have to be somewhere at a certain time. I get to decide. In that independence, because entrepreneurial ventures have an opportunity to be independent, did you find that there were times when 
you did, you weren't as action taking, or you took your foot off of the momentum a little bit, or maybe it just was, you know, connected to some parts of life that got heavy and then you didn't, you weren't seeing it or you lost your way a little bit. What did that look like? First of all, that happens often. It doesn't just happen once. As an entrepreneur for as long as I've been, it almost shows up in cycles. Mm. What has changed is I'm aware of it more than I was when I was younger. And I recognize what I have to do to get out of it faster. So when it first used to show up, it was really burnout in disguise. Mm. It was me exhausted. So I started implementing more self-care. And I recognize I've got to implement more self-care. And we've all heard it. Entrepreneurs work a lot. Uh, the average employee spends about a third of their life working. I don't, I think entrepreneurs are probably up to 60 or 70% of their lives working. I haven't looked up the statistics. So what I did and what I recognized is at some point how to avoid that from happening instead of, okay, here it comes again. But for years and years, it would show up and it was just lack of motivation. It was lack of why am I doing this? And sometimes it was, it's time to start a new venture. And it was never about getting rid of what I was doing. I'm still a commercial real estate broker, but I added new ventures that were maybe a little bit more exciting, a little bit more passion. I went back to school when I was 38 years old to get my degree in math, my master's in therapy. I thought I was supposed to be a therapist, mm. started practicing therapy part-time. Then I started doing women empowerment. I started another business during COVID called Everyday Woman to show women how to be more visible and get more clients. So what I found is that there was a reason that was happening to me. It was either losing passion for a little while, which is common. Sure. After 17 years of being in that business, now it's 25, I lost a little passion and I actually ended up sparking it again by adding more businesses that sparked passion in the business I had been in for mm. so many years. Mm. Would you consider that a lot of creative entrepreneurs probably are in that bucket that it, that it's not so much that they pivot constantly or they come up with a new idea and just chase, you know, chase squirrels or, or shiny objects because there's a lot of, a lot of, um, entrepreneurs that will do that with in in the attempt to not put action into place but there are still quite a few entrepreneurs a large number of entrepreneurs that I've met directly myself that it's not it's not that they don't want to put action in place they're actionable and they can do it it's just that there's something underneath that uh, that fuels that passion that they love the part of the new building this new thing seeing it materialize seeing it come to life seeing it change lives not that the old one it was no good it was that it's almost it's almost a, a self evolution process do you see that 100% i've experienced it I haven't just seen it. I've experienced it. Mm -hmm. So throughout my entire career, and it doesn't just happen with new ventures. It can happen with the existing ventures. Mm -hmm. So even with commercial real estate, instead of just being a broker or just selling multi-million dollar properties, now you, you strive for, okay, I've only sold a $50 million one. Let me try to sell a $300 million one or wait, let me go and start investing in properties myself. Oh, wait, let me build my own portfolio. So I think that when you're an entrepreneur, you're constantly recreating 
what you've built. But I do believe that entrepreneurs, and that's why a lot of them are called serial entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. are constantly adding more to their portfolio because of their excitement. There are venture capitalists and entrepreneurs out there that specifically only focus on starting a business, building it and selling it within three to five years, Mm -hmm. because they are just so in love with that idea. But when I look back to being in my early 20s and starting my first business, there's an excitement to it. Mm -hmm. There's something, especially when it's successful, right? Right. When it's successful, it's way more exciting. We've had the failures and those aren't as much fun. But when it's exciting and it's blowing up in this positive way, I mean, I started a business in March 2020. It's crazy. People were shutting down the country. I had some free time. Let me start a new business. It's 18 yes. months later and it's doing so well, but it's it sparks this passion inside of you of I'm helping people and I'm doing well. So I think that as an entrepreneur, we almost have this built-in light inside of us that we're constantly trying to have lit up instead of just, you know, um, when the light goes out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we want it always lit up. So there's not really a, you know, build it and then ride off into the sunset for a lot of entrepreneurs. For some, certainly they build the thing and, the, and then that's where they want to exist is within that thing. And they, they enjoy that process. But like you're saying, the serial entrepreneurs, they very much, uh, if they can tap into what it is that they find exhilarating in that the the connection to the passion of creating something and fulfilling people's lives, filling a gap, so to say, seeing a gap, creating a solution for the gap, filling the gap, and then, you know, moving from that point to another one or another gap to fill because they're, they're resourceful. Um, that in and of itself would be a huge moment for a lot of serial entrepreneurs to understand what their underlying foundational movement is. You know, so if it's, if it's building a business for the sake of the business to build stable income, that's one thing. If it's building a business, like you were mentioning for venture capitals to turn around and sell it within three to five years, they ha- they understand what that underlying drive is for them. And then there's a, those serial entrepreneurs that get frustrated over time because they haven't found what that underlying drive is, but yet they can't help themselves from not shifting focus, but then they have a lot of people in their circle that are like, okay, here's, yeah, I'll take myself, for example, there goes White Div with another crazy idea. You know I mean? Because I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've done it. I've done it a million times. I even had a business coach seven years ago and I told her, I said, in two years, I'm going to be tired of this. I'm going to have exhausted it and successful or not, I don't measure it based on a monetary success. It is it finding and solving the problem that I'm wanting to solve. And then going from there, and she's like, well, let's just cross that bridge when we get there. Okay. And I was like, but I knew myself then I was just like, I know what this is going to look like cyclically. I'm like, I'll, I'll pursue a venture. I'll max it out within an 18 month period. I'll see where its potential is and then choose to either scale it or choose to back it down or pivot it to some degree. But I'm one of those ones that am very called to finding those solutions, filling those gaps and enjoy the how, finding how resourceful I can be. But for the entrepreneurs that don't quite connect with that yet, but feel some sense of calling inside of that, what would you say would be a good idea for them to seek inside themselves to identify what that purpose is? What is it that they're looking for? I love some of the things that you said. I just have to, I'll answer your question, but I've got to say some of the things you said were so perfect uh, in relation to being an entrepreneur. 
I think the key thing is what's that one thing you wake up in the morning and you can't wait to either talk about because some people aren't living it yet and some people aren't doing it yet. So what's that one thing that you talk about and you light up? You just light up. You talk about it and it excites you and it, it lights this fire inside of you. And some people say, well, what's that one thing you would do all day long, even if somebody didn't pay you? That also is something when it's not related directly to monetary, but please don't confuse that with, you don't deserve to get paid for it. Very true. But ask yourself, what is that one thing? And sometimes what happens is society connects a monetary value to things. So we push those things down deep inside of us and, oh, I could never get paid for that. No one would pay me for that. Yesterday, I watched a TikTok video. This woman has over one and a half million followers. And all she does all day long for her job is, I think it's called the Folly Artist. Did I say that right, White Dove? She actually does sounds for movies. And she loves what she does. So she does it in her house and she crunches up paper. She walks in it heels and she squishes, uh, splashes around water. And I was like, this woman loves what she does. She's been Emmy nominated six times, won three Emmys. I'm like, look at the job that this woman does and how passionate she is and how much people love watching what she does. So I'm using this totally extreme example because we don't recognize that almost anything people will pay for and you might fill some kind of gap. So stop using the excuse of no one would pay for that. Figure out what you love to do. Do the research. Figure out if there's a market for it and do it. Mm-hmm. And that's then where they can find the piece that they're they're connecting to. Because ultimately, yes. there's something in there. And as entrepreneurs, we, we build ventures and uncover layers of ourselves. And we're like, yes, that was cool. That was neat. It did it. But that's... That's not my ride off into the sunset thing, but that's okay because it's learning something about you and not tapped quite into the piece of it that is fulfilling that the depth of purpose where we have layers of purpose and finding the depth of purpose is really where we're drilling down into an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs have the, the freedom to explore that, to find what yes. that is, but yes, making money at it and, and asking for a monetary exchange. There's a lot of very, very, very gifted, talented, exceptional entrepreneurs that don't ask for the money and give away their time and talents uh, without a uh, you know financial reciprocity on that. So I want to make sure that even on the very early stage entrepreneurs listening that do listen to understand that they can charge for those things. And we live in an entrepreneurial boom age. Uh, 2020 kind of ushered that in for us that it really broke it open. There really is a sky's the limit now. You know, there's so much possibility and so much creativity and the internet world has just exploded with the, with the connect connecting to people. Maybe we wouldn't have had those channels to connect to previously. Hey, Fem Nation, I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. 
After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21-day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M 2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, that's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. I want to ask you more about your entrepreneurial journey as well. How has it changed you? What did it, how did you, how have you seen yourself shift and evolve as an entrepreneur? I've seen myself more and more step away from the emotion involved and recognize that it's business. And I love that growth in me because when you get first get started, you're young and you make a lot of mistakes and you mess up and you take everything really hard. And then I went through the recession, which was so ridiculous in 2008 to go through something like that. And you don't always appreciate the growth. So now I can look back and I can be like, wow, 25 years of doing the same thing actually making it this long, which a lot of people don't stay in the same type of area, career or entrepreneurship, they give up, or they've just had it. So I think for me, it's the growth of stepping away from the emotion, recognizing its business, and even more so, understanding how important self care is. I was having children at the same time that Mm. I was building my career, my oldest is going to be 25 next month. And I started 25 years ago. And I loved that I was able to build my business around my life. That was like one of the biggest things for me. I never missed anything for my three kids. And that is such something I can look back at now with such proud eyes. Now, don't get me wrong. When I was middle of it, it was crazy chaos. (laughs) Volleyball, basketball, soccer, musical theater, dance competitions, like the schedules. But now I can appreciate it. I can look back and appreciate how much hard work I put into all, I call them all of my jobs, right? The mom job and the career. And I can look back and honestly say, I've learned so much. So for me, it's the self-care, the building the business around my life and stepping away from the emotion and recognizing those were business decisions. Those were things that I may or may not have been able to avoid. Failures and mistakes. You do, you make them. It's Certainly. just nothing you can do. So now at this point, I just expect them. And it's so much easier to deal with. Your downtime is not as, I always say, I'm going to fall, but I get up so much faster now. Yes. So much faster. How do you measure success? I measure success based on balance and happiness, 100%. My success is about the fact that when I'm 80, 90, 120, sitting on my bed, taking my last breath, I can look back and say, I did all right. I'm so happy. I'm ready to go. And and for me, it's based on all areas of my life. It's not just money. It's not just family. It's not just uh, where I reached in success or gave back to my community. It's all of the areas. So my success is balance. It's where did I actually, was I able to spend my time? And I 
I actually factor those balances into my calendar. Yes. As entrepreneurs, we make our own schedules. I schedule in lunch. I schedule in my walks in the morning and at night. I schedule in vacations and date nights. Mm -hmm. It might sound ridiculous, but it is the best thing I ever did in my life. I fully 100% do the same thing. We have have kids. uh, Our oldest is 23. So we run... We've run parallel lives here, but uh, I tell my kids, I'm like, put it in mom's schedule. If you need mom to do something, or if you need us, you know, if there's something that we got to do, stick it on the calendar because it won't get missed that way. That's the way it, it's so, it's just become like my trusty little sidekick, you know, but <laughs> so tell it, tell the audience, tell us, how do you help people now? What is your, what's your zone of genius that you're in love with? Oh, my zone of genius is that I've been so blessed to be successful in the areas that I mentioned to you. And I believe that we need more women role models to show other women that it's possible Mm -hmm. to reach success in your business and your life and the balance that you have. So not success doesn't mean the same thing to everybody. So I feel like my purpose in life is to go out there and show women that it's possible to reach the financial success that you want in your life and in your businesses. I mean, there's this crazy statistic out there that only 4.2 women, 4.2% of women owned businesses make seven figures or more. And that just blows my mind because there's no reason. And so that is my main focus is taking 25 years of the successful methods that I have used, failed at, succeeded at and fine-tuned and teaching other women through my methods how to do that for their business. Mm -hmm. We'll share about that. So do you teach them online? Do you coach them? Do you do you mentor them? How do you work with them? All of it. All of it. Um we have from like you just started your business, right? White Dove and you have a very limited amount of money. Totally get it. You're trying to just get started. That's why we started Everyday Women in March 2020. Women were scrambling to get online. So we have a community of 14,000 women already on Facebook where you can go and get free hundreds and hundreds of tutorials because we recognize you're just getting started to $35 a month to thousands of dollars a month from the simplistic group things and workshops and classes to private coaching because we as women recognize, and I say we, because I started Everyday Woman with my business partner, Angela, we realize what it's like to just get started and be like $35 a month is really all I can do right now. Yes. And we wanted to make sure that we made the biggest impact that we could for every woman out there. But we also know there are women that are like making six figures a year and are ready to go to that seven figure. And they want that private attention so they can learn from somebody that's there. Mm-hmm. So that's how we're doing. We're doing it through programs, private coaching, free classes every Thursday night. There's just so many ways that we've been able to put it out there for women. Very nice. Very helpful too. And we will, we'll tag, we'll tag a bunch of this at the end. So we'll, I'll get that from you, but how do you want to grow? Where do you see yourself going in the next year, two years, five years? What's that look like? Well, one of my goals, because it's important to put it out there, That's right. is um, only nine out of the top 50 speakers in the United States are women, and I'm over that. 
And I started doing professional speaking in the last few years, paid speaking. And I want to be one of the top motivational speakers in business in the world in the next five years. That's my goal. Because we need women role models showing other women how to be successful in their business and their life. So that's one of my goals is I hope my youngest is going to be 18 next month, going to start college in a year, going to nursing school. And my goal is within five years to start traveling the world, speaking everywhere and just sharing the, come on, let's do this. Ladies, you can do this. You know the statistics. A man is qualified for a promotion, only 68% qualified. He applies. A woman's 90% qualified. She doesn't apply. We've got to change that. We've got to change so that. So much. So much. That's That right there is part of the bedrock of why this is a women's only podcast. And I've even had men say, well, I can contribute. And I said, thank you very much. Your contribution matters. So, but at the same time, this is women need to hear from women in stories that range from start too highly successful. The benchmark is not a dollar figure, but going out there and continuing to pursue their entrepreneurial dreams. That's that's where all of this comes from. So, And then on top of it, I get the amazing benefit of connecting with really cool women entrepreneurs like yourself too. So tell the audience, where can they connect with you directly? Where can they just, can they grab onto some of that amazing mentorship and, and entrepreneurial wisdom that you have? Well, I'm all over social media at my full name, Galit Ventura Rosen. They can also grab my sales success method at thesalessuccessmethod.com. It's really easy to, to remember and all my social media and everything is there as well. Perfect. Well, we will hyperlink all of that in the show notes so they can just go directly to you. But Galit, I want to thank you for coming on today and really just reinforcing that we as women can do this. And this is this is available for us. And we just kind of need to find out where our other women entrepreneurs are and band together. Keep moving strong, right? Yes. Thank you. And I just want to say one of the things that stops most women is they don't know how. There are millions and millions and millions of people that know how to do what you don't know. Find them, attach to them, Don't let that be the reason you don't. And just do one different thing today. Just one small thing. Right. One action step today will be the one step that could change everything. Words of wisdom again. Thank you so much, Galit. Thank you. Guys, make sure you check out the show notes. There is going to be so much resource available for you, no matter what stage of your business in your entrepreneurial venture you are. Galit is really going to bring it. So I'm excited that she was on today and I look forward to you connecting with her at some point in your entrepreneurial journey. And as always, keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Femination podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, have a no BS place to ask your business questions and connect with like-minded women entrepreneurs, join the Fem community, our free group on Facebook. And don't forget to check out the next 21-day challenge at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Let's crack the door to what's possible when you begin leading yourself first. If you love this show, subscribe and share it with a friend. If this episode impacted you, it would mean the world to me if you left a review so others know what's possible by listening. I'm already looking forward to the next episode with you.